Hey y'all, welcome to Shades of Brown, the podcast that discusses the ever-evolving and honestly the sometimes contradicting thoughts of a black millennial. I'm your host, Allie B, and I'm so excited that you're here to listen to the official first episode of Shades of Brown. Man, I firstly am just relieved that this is officially released. Let me just start there. So relieved. But secondly, I don't know what my expectations were in regards to the initial response, but let me tell you how y'all have exceeded whatever those expectations were because uh, it's like, all right, I wasn't ready. (laughs) I'm a bit overwhelmed at y'all's responses. I was like, oh, oh, okay, well, let's talk about it. (laughs) Y'all have been gassing me up. Okay. Seriously, I really appreciate y'all. Um, I am super grateful and super humbled just by the sheer excitement that y'all have had for this. It's pretty dope to me. It's pretty dope. Anyways, how y'all doing? Are y'all still excited that it's like a brand new decade? It's a brand new year or has the newness of it worn off yet? Where we at? Checking in. How y'all feeling? Y'all still tracking to y'all's goals and y'all's New Year's resolutions and y'all's uh, whatever y'all call them. Because, you know, folks funny about that resolution word. What, whatever you want to call them. Are you still tracking to them, though, is the question. I just want to check in. I want to see where we are. You know, we are approaching the end of the first quarter. OK, um, so I want to I want to see where y'all at. I did create some yearly goals. Um, I didn't do a vision board or anything fancy. I used to make vision boards every single year because I do believe in that. I do believe in writing the vision and making it plain. I do. Um, But after 2018, child, I was like, Lord, if I just make it to 2019, I'll be happy. Forget what you did or did not do or what I did or did not do. I just want to make it over. Okay. Um, Because it's been a rough one and I have not made a vision board since. I've probably got some type of trauma attached to that year that I've got to unpack with my therapist later on, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so whatever, however you make your goals and whatever official, formal or non-formal way you make your goals for the year, hopefully you have at least made some, whether they're in your mind or on paper. I do have it on paper, at least. I have, it on, I have mine on sticky notes. <laughs> That's as far as I got. I got mine on sticky notes and they're on my wall in my closet. And I've got them broken down. So I've got daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, quarterly goals, and then just my yearly goals, my in, my year end goals. So yeah, I, um, I don't obsess over them or whatever, but they're just in my, I go to my closet every day, of course, so I can see them every day. So it's a nice quick glance, nice quick reminder, like, okay, yeah, let's keep that in our, in our minds and keep that, you know, as a priority. If you don't have them written down, that's fine. That's cool. But you should at least have a goal in mind, a goal, a few goals for the year, for the month or whatever. Be striving towards something. And maybe maybe your goals are the same ones you had from last year. That's okay. That's okay. Shoot. My book list, my, my book, my reading goal for the year is the same goal I have for the past two or three years, child. Listen, a lot of books come out every year and they're is so many good ones and like I can't even get to my my list because all these new ones keep coming out and I'm like well I want that one now I want the new one so I'll start reading that one then another one comes out and I'm like oh that sounds really really good let me start that one and before you know it I've started 16 books and how many have I finished none 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 at all so yes I have the same book list and I've put myself on punishment that I cannot buy any more new books until I finish 
until I finish the ones that I have on my ever-growing list. So yeah, maybe your goals are the same from last year. That's okay. Just be striving towards something. I just want to put a little bit of fire up under you to keep going, to keep moving forward. Um, 2020, it started off rough for a lot of us, okay? It started off <laughs> way rough, um, but we got this. We got this. The first quarter is about to be over. Let's um, get that done and let's knock out these next couple of quarters um, like some bosses, okay? All right, y'all, let's unpack it. So for this first episode, I want to keep it light. You know, I don't want to get too heavy too soon. <laughs> Let's ease on in this thing. You know what I'm saying? So this first episode of Shades of Brown, I want to talk about self-love versus self-awareness, how they complement each other, but also how they contradict each other. Self-love is really important, right? We know this. It's been a really big trend lately for the past several years, actually, and I'm here for it. I am I am here for all the self-love, okay? I, I love it. I am a proponent. I am an advocate for you loving yourself. But I want us to take a deeper look at it though. Like, yes, self-love is going to the spa. Yes, self-love is um, splurging on um, an item you've been eyeing for a while. Yes, self-love is um, going on a vacay. Yes, self-love is all those things, right? Sure. But I think what we've done though, what our culture has done is to slap a label over our self-care routines as self-love. Yes, that is a part of it, but that is not self-love in totality. Self-love is much broader. And I want us to explore the depths of self-love so that we can see it in a bigger way and see it in a healthier way. We know that self-love is important, right? Like self-love is saying that I'm committing to becoming the best version of myself, right? And that sounds so beautiful. That sounds, that sounds so sweet, but it is hard work, hard, hard work, but very necessary work. Very necessary work. Self-love is so much more than us living our best life. Which, listen, let me tell you, honey, man of God, daughter of Zion, live your best life, okay? Live it. Live. But that looks so much more than what we've chalked it up to be. Self-love is making better choices for our lives. And this is this is reflected in so many different ways. This is reflected in how we address our physical needs, how we address our mental needs, our spiritual and, and intellectual and um, relational needs. It's all those things. It's choosing to do the best for ourselves in every area, financially even. All these things, right? And I feel like some people get hung up on one aspect of themselves that they're really good at showing themselves love and and it makes them feel like yeah I've got this thing under control but it's like no like let's let's go beyond that too like okay what's what's next let's address all of our needs because we are so many things right we're mind body soul spirit like we got to take care of all of our needs love ourselves wholly and fully right our self-love also shows up in how we choose our relationships from our friendships to even our romantic partners, the people in our lives, the circle in our lives, the tribe, the the your squad, whatever you call them. They say a lot about the level of self-love one has for themselves, whether that's good or bad or whether it's just indifferent. And even my ability to create and maintain boundaries in these relationships, that also says a lot about how I love myself. So yeah, I do think that we should um, take a deeper look at um, who we have surrounded ourselves with and ask ourselves why. 
why are we comfortable with these types of people around us? Um, and hopefully you find that your reasoning um, is legit. Hopefully you find that um, you have placed folks around you for the best reasons um, because they bring out the best in you or whatever, hopefully. But for some of us, maybe we have to sit back and say, hmm, I don't know. Maybe it's because they fill a void that I haven't dealt with, or maybe because they hide, they easily hide certain insecurities you have. And I'm not saying when you start to ask these questions to then throw people away, that's not what I'm saying. It's just a matter of digging down to say, okay, why? Why do I do the things that I do? Why do I hang with the folks that I hang with? And what is it saying about me? What is it saying about the way that I love myself? And let me address that. I know for sure that I have um, seen this for myself. It's like I've noticed a pattern of lack of boundaries in my in my relationships. And I've had to internally deal with why that is, right? Like it has nothing to do with the other person. It's about why have I not um, loved myself in a way that creates healthy boundaries, right? Um, that's a question that I've had to ask myself and deal with the answer of that question and dig down until I got to the root of that question and dealt with that. And it's like, oh, so this is the part of self-love too? Because going on trips and shopping sounds way better than this. This is hard work and I'd rather not. <laughs> okay, I'd rather not. Um, but it's necessary though. Staying in the vein of relationships and friendships and speaking to how they show our level of self-love, our tolerance level for certain situations and relationships, this is also rooted in our self-love. You can tell a lot about a person's self-love based on their level of tolerance. And that one is tricky and layered. One reason being is because some people really have um, a supernatural gift <laughs> um, to just forgive, right? And sometimes that looks like they got no boundaries and they hate themselves because they just tolerate anything, right? Um, some people though really just truly desire to reflect Christ in the way they forgive. But even with that though, boundaries are still necessary. Um, but I want—I don't want to dig too much into that piece of it, but I do just want to help us to recognize that what we tolerate reflects the level of self-love we have for ourselves. Self-love is super important for several reasons. Um, and we talked about how we can, you know, see it in different ways. Um, but I want to talk about a few reasons why it's important. Self-love will take the burden off of other people. Yes, we want people to love us, but it can get <laughs> our favorite word. It can get toxic <laughs> if we've placed an unreasonable expectation or demand on people to love us because we don't love ourselves. The truth of the matter is many of us only love ourselves to the extent that other people around us do. And the minute these people stop loving us in the way that we've become comfortable with, our whole lives are turned upside down. And it's because we have placed this unnecessary weight and burden on these people around us to do for us what we should have been doing for ourselves. We should be grateful for the love that people give us and appreciative for the love that people give us, not entitled to it. When we have self-love, we won't be so shaken when other people don't love us properly. We won't be so moved and bothered when we don't receive the love that we, I guess, so desperately need. When you're getting it from the right sources, you should be good either way. We should be. Accepting love when you already have a healthy level of self-love, it looks very different than um, when we're accepting it from a place of emptiness and voids and wounds. It's like, please, 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 please love me because I don't have it. I need it. I need it. Versus, oh, thank you. I appreciate you loving me. 
that was that's really really nice because you know what i love me too and i am worth loving it's it, it's very different and i feel like when we have relationships with other people when we already have self-love they function so much better and without these underlying um weights that folks have to carry and it's like they don't even know we've placed these burdens on folks and it's like they didn't even know they were expected to carry this it's like wait I didn't, I didn't know you needed me this in this way. And honestly, you shouldn't. You shouldn't need me in this way. So let's look at how we have burdened the people in our circle. Also, self-love will result in self-acceptance. When we accept ourselves just as is, flaws and all, we then can have a healthy self-esteem. And self-esteem, healthy self-esteem, it isn't just for us to, you know, feel so high and mighty and so great about who we are, but healthy self-esteem positions us to achieve success in all that we do. On the contrary, low self-esteem will have us failing at so much simply off the strength that we don't even try. We have convinced ourselves that um, the business is, is not worth trying, that the creative idea is not worth launching, that the friendship or relationship is not worth pursuing. We've made failure inevitable without even considering that um, victory could be achieved simply based off of how we view ourselves. And that is so whack. That is so whack. It breaks my heart to think about all of the gifts that are lying dormant based off of how people view themselves or all of the answers that people have to problems that are persisting um, and that will continue to persist um, because of how people view themselves, how they don't view themselves properly. Like, yo, that low self-esteem thing is not cute. <laughs> it's just not it's not cute see yourself higher see yourself better and i'm talking to me fam like yo get it together seriously though self-love is so critical it's necessary and it's not selfish it is not selfish i really believe that a lot of folks um have not been able to fully embrace this idea and concept and quote unquote, trend of self-love because they feel like it's rooted in selfishness. And I understand that. I, and I even honor that. I get it. But it's not selfish though. As a matter of fact, it is the complete opposite. I'll even take it a step further and I'll put the Bible on you. It's straight up biblical. It's in, it's in the book. It is in the book, doc. It's in there. We already know that scripture tells us um, that one of the ways we show that we are of God is how we love other people right? And um, the fact that we have to love other people, right? Like that was the, what the second greatest commandment outside of, you know, loving God with all your heart, strength, mind, body, soul, spirit, and all that stuff. <laughs> like the next greatest one outside of that is loving your neighbor as you love yourself. And we say that like, yes, love your neighbor, love your neighbor, love your neighbor. But it's like, yo, it tells us how to. And the how is as yourself. Self-love comes before me loving my neighbor. So if I'm going to love my neighbor well, that means I've got to first love me well. And because loving my neighbor well is a commandment, that must mean that loving myself is also a commandment, right? I mean, that's how I, that's how, that's how I read it. That's how, that's my interpretation. There's no way I can love other folks well if I don't love myself well, because what am I pouring from? So even if you aren't your own motivation, make the folks around you the motivation. If you want to love them well, it has to start with you. It has to start with how you see you, how you feed yourself, how you give unto yourself, how you take care of yourself. 
self-love is amazing, right? We, we get it. Um, and, and, I, and I wanted to show how it's beyond jet setting and spurging and manis and petties. Although manis and petties are very important, okay? Because if you're like me, a, a, a habitual nail biter, um, you need you need your manis and petties, you do. And I get mine bi-weekly. I have to because, listen, I cannot be going to work with all nasty nubs and mm -mm, that's not cute. So I, get, I have to get mine done. As a matter of fact, that is a necessity, okay? That is not a splurge. That is not a luxury. That is a necessity because we got to look decent and presentable. But yes, that enough about self-love. Let me talk about the piece of this that we don't give enough attention to. It's this self-awareness piece. Yes, self awareness y'all ain't no self-love without self-awareness <laughs> i've seen this meme go around social media for quite some time now probably years at this point it says yes self-love is great but also analyze and be critical of how you think act and behave self-love without self-awareness is useless be accountable i love this quote i don't know who said it but shouts out to you because it's so important like yes self-love is amazing but we got to also uh, be aware. This self-awareness thing, it requires us to face our truest selves. And this, this is not fun. Let me tell you, this is not fun because a lot of us are just some jacked up folks, okay? We are at our core jacked up. I'm talking about a hot mess. The last, um, the last several months, um, I've been coming to know myself in a very, very real way. In a very, honestly, a very scary way. And it hasn't been peachy. It has not. It, it it has not been fun. I remember at the top of the year um, when the new year was coming and I'm like, Lord, what is the word of the year? What is the word of the Lord for this year for me? Because all, you know, I know all the preachers and prophets and folks going to have words for the nations. But what are you saying for me for this year? Because, you know, these preachers, they'll say, you know, it's your season. But it's like, well, it, is it going to be all of our season? Because y'all be saying it every year and I don't, it ain't been true for me every year so lord tell me directly you know what is you know what what are you saying to me for the year and um what i thought i heard him say was this will be the year of revealing and when i first heard that i was like oh snap that sounds lit yes god reveal yourself to me reveal yourself in new ways reveal the secrets of heaven reveal your glory like i mean it just sounds beautiful like it sounds like from glory to glory, faith to faith. I'm like, okay, I am here for this. I am here for the spiritual growth. I am here for the new heights and dimensions of the heavens. I'm here for it. But see, what he did not say, though, was what I had said. No, 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 no. So I for sure heard revealing. But he didn't say what he would be revealing. I just, I just added my own two cents to what he had said. He ain't said nothing about what he was going to reveal. He just said revealing. And what quickly began to unfold was, oh, you meant you was going to reveal me to me. Okay. All right. I can rock with it. Wish you would have warned somebody, but you know what? It's cool. It's cool. You did say you was going to reveal. You just didn't say what, but all right, I'm cool. And he began to just like put a mirror up to me and fam, it has not been fun. It has not been fun to the point where I'm like, you know what? 
I just don't need to be around people because clearly I am toxic and clearly I am just a terrible human being and no one needs to be around me because I am just poisonous and uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm just gonna be, go go hide in the corner. Like, uh-uh, this is just not okay. Like, I did not know. I did not know I was so trash. I just did not know. But he was like, girl, relax. Stop being so dramatic, okay? You've been this way for a long time <laughs> and you've survived so far. Relax. He's like, I'm not trying to overwhelm you. I just need for you to see yourself for who you really are and to also see yourself. He had to show me that he wasn't trying to overwhelm me. Like, girl, I'm not trying to overwhelm you. I'm just trying to reveal you so that I can then show you your true identity. And so that I can then show you that this deceived layer of you, this deceived version of you, what it's rooted in. And let's deal with that, right? He's like, I'm trying to get you to, you've been, you keep asking me for wholeness and you keep asking me for healing. Here I am trying to give you wholeness and healing. But first I got to show you every place you're broken. And I was like, oh, okay. Not fun. Healing sounds fun. Wholeness sounds fun. The process to those things, it ain't. But as I've been on this self-awareness journey, I've just been learning like, yo, it's not here to beat us up. Self-awareness is not here to beat us up. It's just to help us connect deeply within. And this in turn makes it easier for us to understand and connect deeply with other people. It's really simple. It's really simple. I just got, you know, I got a little bit dramatic because I'm just like, fam, I was not ready for this level of awareness. I thought I was aware. I thought I was self-aware. I really did. But um, I wasn't ready for this. Nope, wasn't ready. But I'm thankful it's here though. I'm thankful it's here because um, with self-awareness, I, I can recognize, all right, yeah, cool. I'm amazing, right? We're all amazing. But also we all have room for growth. We all have room for development and improvement, right? We're always striving to become the best version of ourselves. At least I hope we are. I hope we are all working and striving to become a better version of ourselves. Y'all don't settle for um just just any old you, you know? Like settle for like like strive for the best version of you. Tap in, tap in, go deeper, dig deeper. And this isn't to say that we're trying to reach this level of perfection, because we know that it's not attainable. We know perfection is not attainable. Um and we say that, right? We we always talk about, you know, no one's perfect. But a lot of us get hung up on trying to become perfect. We do. We do. We do. There's a Brene Brown quote um, that I, I love her. Brene Brown, she's amazing. She says, I am a recovering perfectionist and an aspiring good enoughist. And I'm like, yes, girl, that is me all 2020. That's me. That's where I want to live right there. I'm recovering from this perfectionism and I'm just aspiring to be good enough. Like, like, let's, yeah, good. Staying in that vein will help you get out of a battle that is just a losing battle. <laughs> like, like, fam, give it up. Perfection just doesn't exist. Yeah, we just be like, but I'm, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. You're not. Hang it up. Another beauty, though, about self-awareness is us realizing the effect that we have on the world around us, our coworkers and our family and our friends and um, all the folks that we're just around daily. It helps us to see our effect on our organizations and our in our surroundings. Like nobody likes the person that's not self-aware, like even with little things. Right. For example. So over the holidays, when I was home, um, me, my mom and dad went to dinner. And we um, 
get to the restaurant and all three of us are on our phones. And my mom is notorious for um, getting onto the family about being on our devices when we're together. And she's right. We should be uh, engaged with each other. We should be um, focused on family time, all those things. You're right, mama. You're right. But we weren't. We were all on our phones for whatever reason. Um, so so we sit down at the booth or whatever. And um, me and my mom, we end up getting off our phones around the same time. I, you know, get off my call and she um, stopped scrolling or, or doing whatever she was doing. I'm not sure. Um, but my dad was still on. My dad was, uh, he was still on his phone. And it had not been like, not even a minute that had passed by with her, you know, not with her not being on her phone anymore. Before she turns to my dad, kind of like, are you going to get off your phone? Like, we're here. Like, hello, join dinner, please. Your family's here. Of course, she didn't say that, but she's looking at him like, get off your phone. And I'm like, ma'am, it was not even 45 seconds that you were just on your phone as well. Ma'am of God, <laughs> why are you not aware? Did, did it not even cross your mind that you were just doing the exact same thing that you are now getting onto my father about? <laughs> Let's not be that person. And yes, I have been that person before. I'm sure many of us have. I'm sure the majority of us have been that person before, right? Where it's like, we don't realize the things that we're doing, the things that we're saying or how they're coming across or whatever. Um, but this is why self-awareness is important because we need to be cognizant of how we are interacting with the world, you know, and how we are being perceived and what other folks are seeing. Like all these things um, in the big picture, are important. And that's just a very minor example. Um, but yeah, let's not, let's not be that person. <laughs> let's do better. I'm going to do better. To help us get into a better place of self-awareness though, we're going to need trusted people in our circle to help us. We ju we're just going to, we cannot do this thing without people y'all. We just can't, we just can't do any of this life stuff without people. And this is true because even literally we can't see ourselves. Like I can't see my eyes. I can't see my nose. I can't see my lip. I can't see my teeth. Like I can't, we can't see ourselves for real, for real. Not fully. If I look down, I can see my legs. If I look down, I can see my arm. You know what I'm saying? Like we have a, we have a very limited view of ourselves. This, the same is true figuratively. We have a limited view of ourselves. So we need trusted people around us to help us see ourselves. And we also need to be open to hearing their truth about us. And this is why I say trusted people in our circle. Because if you think they're trying to sneak diss you when they're trying to speak truth to you, you won't receive them well. So they need to be trusted people. They they have to be people who you know love you and who you know have your best interest at heart. It's very, very critical to have people around you that you really, really trust. Because these are the people that are gonna help you see yourself fully and honestly. This is a this is a test that I do when it comes to who I can trust when it comes to giving me truth. If I'm coming out of the bathroom and I got like freaking tissue on my feet, if you don't tell me, bruh, I'm, I'm, I can't really trust you, bruh. Like, nah, fam. If I got on something that's like maybe not really working for me, working for my good, and you don't tell me and we friends, mm, I've got problems. Bruh, if my... um. <laughs> Ladies, I know you'll feel me on this. Get you somebody in your circle who's going to tell you when your leave out is not covering that sewing track, okay? You need someone to be like, hey, 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 calm that over real quick. Calm that over real quick. 
Oh, come here. Come here real quick. You know, got some in your eye, got some in your nose. Tell me. Got some food in my teeth. Tell me. Do not have me out here looking stupid, fam. Because if I get home after hanging out with you and I see, wait, I've been looking like this the whole time. I've been looking out here. I've been out here looking stupid. I'm going to feel away because I couldn't see myself, but you could. And you did not tell me. You just left me out here. Just left me for dead out here looking a plum fool. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You don't want folks who going to have you out here looking any kind of way. You don't want them folks in your corner trying to help you be self-aware. No, 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 no. You need the ones who going to be like, hey, fam, them shoes are busted. Hey, fam, them braids you done had a man for 16 weeks. It's time to take them out. You know, like we need those people. <laughs> we need them. We do. We need them. Because when we can trust those little things from a person, we can then trust when they give us um, significant truths about ourselves, right? But I emphasize that they should be trusted people and people that you know got your back and people that like are also just as, um, that are just as affirming, right? Like they, that like, like these people aren't the people that, that are just going to show you where you're flawed. These are the ones who have already shown you um, that you're dope. These are the folks that have already told you how beautiful you are, how amazing you are, how you did such and such well, right? Like these are the ones who give you well-rounded feedback. And because you have received their praise of you well, then you should also be able to receive their criticism of you well also. So yeah, check your circles, check your tribes. I appreciate mine. I really, really do. Especially lately, especially because I'm like, oh, we, this stuff is coming up and y'all, y'all been around me rocking with me and I've been this and I've been like this. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Or when folks have brought up certain things like, huh, I do that? Really? I did not know. I was unaware. I'm so sorry. Now I can deal with it. Now I can, I can start looking for it and, and, and addressing it and fixing and adjusting. The journey to self-awareness is, is not, I don't think, I don't know that we can ever be 100% self-aware. Cause like I said, we have, we'll forever have a limited view of ourselves. Um, however, we should always be striving to be as self-aware as possible. The reason I say though, that, um, self-awareness and self-love both contradict and complement is because on this journey of self-awareness, it can legit be self-esteem crushing. I told God like, yo, I just got to a place where, you know, I'm fully accepting myself as is. And I'm like, you know, embracing myself and loving myself. And now you got me out here like, whoa, all these flaws, all these things to deal with, all this course correction. This is a lot. Um, <laughs> how does this go together? How how do these work together? It's painful. It feels, it feels very um, counterproductive. But I'm out here trying to increase my self-love and now I'm out here seeing myself as I really am. And I'm like, wait, wait, no, wait, wait. I'd rather just, let's just, let's just go on a spy day and, and let's, um, let me book a trip, make myself feel better. But I say they compliment because you can't really have one without the other. Self-awareness says, yo, I'm trash. But self-love says, but there's grace for you to be less trash. And look, over here in this situation, you were dope. You were amazing. You just have a few things to work on. And that leads me to another quote from Brene Brown. She says, talk to yourself like you would to someone you love. And we're so good about nuance when it comes to um, other people. Like we have the ability to love our family and friends um, and tolerate the folks around us 
even though we are, you know, constantly faced with their flaws. Um, however, we have challenges dealing with ourselves the same way. We're not constantly bringing up our friends and family's flaws, you know? It's just kind of like, okay, whatever, that's who they are, cool. I, I even remember asking one of my friends this just recently. Um, I don't know if I asked her or more so just saying like, yo, like you've been rocking me for like, you've been rocking with me for years and years and years. As a matter of fact, the longest of anybody. So you've seen the most transitions in my life. You've seen the most, the most versions of me, right? Like a lot of evolution has taken place. And I remember her, and I remember kind of either asking or implying like, why did you not say nothing sooner, fam, that I was this trash? And she was just like, I mean, like that's who you were. Pretty much like, I, I chose to be your friend and that's who you were at that time. So I'm choosing to befriend that person. And it was so simple, but I was like, oh, okay. It was like, of course you have flaws. Of course I see such and such. Of course I see this, you know, thing you do, but that's just who you are. But you're my friend. So whatever, it's cool. Um, I'm like, huh? So it's like, okay. So I, so now I can understand. Okay. I can, I can still lavishly love myself while being self-aware. They can go hand in hand. Okay. It feels that they contradict, but they can go together. So yeah, y'all do all the things, self-love, have your self-care routines, do everything that makes you happy, that fills yourself with love and care and tenderness. Do it. I'm here for it. Continue to make self-love a priority, but please don't forget about self-awareness because you'll be loving a fictional version of yourself without it. That's all I got to unpack about that, y'all. So let's move into this next segment, Brownie Points. Brownie Points is the segment where we are going to search and find something that we are worth patting ourselves on the back for. We are going to search and dig deep until we have found a reason to celebrate ourselves. I wanna do this because we are so good at finding everything wrong. We are good at beating ourselves up about what we did not complete, what we didn't finish, the projects we didn't uh, finish. Um, maybe we didn't finish every project at work on time, or maybe um, we didn't Maybe we didn't follow through with meeting up with someone. There are all kinds of things that we um, disappoint ourselves over, right? And we're good about focusing on those things. But what I want us to do is shift our focus and find reason to celebrate ourselves. So think about it. And once you've thought about it, I want you to go over to Shades of Brown podcast on Instagram and Facebook and share with me under the Brownie Points post what you're giving yourself brownie points for this week. For me, I'm going to give myself brownie points for increasing my acts of service love language. This is big for me because my primary and secondary love languages are quality time and words of affirmation. Consequently, gift giving, acts of service, and touch, they do not come naturally for me. I have to be intentional about it. So right now, I'm trying to do better by acts of service. Because y'all, I really do want to love well. So the goal is to be fluent in all love languages, even though my primary and secondary ones, of course, are in quality time and words of affirmation. I really want to be fluent in all of them so that whoever I meet, you know, maybe I don't know right off the bat their love language, but I can just, you know, love them with all of them, you know, give, give all five and hopefully one glance. <laughs> so yeah, I've been doing better about this lately, about being intentional about acts of service. And it's a win-win because it's like someone on the other end is blessed and I am increasing 
a love language where I have, you know, not done so well and well in in the past. So what are you giving yourself brownie points for? You are deserving of self-celebration. You you deserve to pat yourself on the back for something you've done this week. Find it and then go tell me. All right, y'all. I am so excited that y'all um, have tuned in to the first official episode of Shades of Brown. And I really hope uh, that you'll be back next week for another episode of Shades of Brown. In the meantime, head on over to Instagram and Facebook and find me at Shades of Brown Podcast. Follow, like, comment, subscribe, all the things, whatever it lets you rate, whatever it'll, it'll let you do. do. Do all the things and then tell other people to come on over. All right, y'all. Y'all take care. Bye.